who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Myself, Billy, and Kobe with you. Gentlemen, what's happening? Two weeks in a row. The band is still together. I like I it. I know. It's about time for you to take a PTO day, huh? <laughs> it's coming up. It might be next week. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? What's going on, boys? What's up, Billy? I'm happy, man. Angel's playing good and Otani accepted his MVP. I'm, I'm a happy camper today. Oh, good. That's that's uh, yeah. The the Angels have been hot. He had a, he had a day yesterday. Yes, sir. All right, let's get it. Let's get going. All right, let's start with uh, this week's headlines. Uh, Canelo Alvarez's hot streak came to an end as he was upset to be a light heavyweight champion, Dimitri Bivol, over the weekend. Did he say it right? <laughs> he did finally. Okay. Well, thank sure. you. I, I practiced. I practiced it. I was, betting, I was betting on him to mess that up. I know you were. I practiced it. You should have taken the odds. Uh, also, our our buddy Ben Simmons is going to have back surgery and expected to miss about three months. So just add that to his total. Dusty Baker won his two thousandth game as an MLB manager last week. Pretty cool. Also, Golden State assistant coach and former Laker head coach, Mr. Mike Brown, signed a four-year deal to become the Sacramento Kings' new head coach yesterday. Kings! Come on down! Come on down. (laughs) They go through coaches almost as fast as we do. Um, (laughs) Nikola Jokic won his second consecutive MVP award. Cole, we get this guy. <laughs> Whatever. Two years in a row, the MVP. So take that for what it is. Congratulations. Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns <laughs> is the NBA coach of the year. Another quick one. Today, it was announced that the golden boy, Tom Brady, whenever he retires, is going to join Fox as an NFL broadcaster working one game a week reportedly to make $375 million. Not bad for one game's work, right, Kobe? Not bad. Is is, is he making more than Giselle yet with that? I I still don't think so. (laughs) That's more than his uh, career. Uh, More than his career total. He's making more than Romo, Joe Buck, and Troy Aikman, I'll tell you that much. But wait, isn't, isn't, isn't she like a billionaire or something? Yeah, she, she makes more money than he does. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one you should have did your game show. For. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys got any comments on this week's headlines? Uh, congrats to Dusty. Con- congrats to the Joker, uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, I guess it was legit. Everyone C- questioned that. C- so. Hey, congrats to Ben Simmons. You guess take more time off. <laughs> I guess so. 
Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you guys know, um, I, I was uh, very uh, tuned in to the fight this weekend with Canelo. And uh, it was a it was a really good fight, paid 80 bucks. And I got every penny penny worth. Um, like you guys saw, I scored the fight uh, for the mm -hmm. pod. Like I said, I would I had a 118 110 for Beeble. Uh He fought he fought a flawless fight against arguably the, the best pound for pound fighter in the world. So congrats to him. Canelo was uh, daring to be great. Uh, respect to him for moving up to the light light heavyweight division and and challenging himself but i think his true weight class is is a class below in the super middleweight division uh he's probably just a little too small to be to be in there with the heavyweights but he does have a rematch clause with Beevil, and uh we'll likely see that fight in september so it was a it was a fun fight though a fun night the undercards were good too so i enjoyed it it was fun if there's now, a rematch we're having it at my place yeah we'll do it oh, okay. i'm down cool. That, that way, uh, that way, uh, you know, we can split it. We can split it five ways. <laughs> Billy and Anthony pays three parts. You know, <laughs> I thought Billy was volunteering to pay. I'm like, okay, I might actually show up for that. Uh, yeah, Anthony has the nerve to like text us like halfway through the fight. Is this fight for free? Canelo <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fight's gonna be free. Jeez. Aye, aye. Hey, Colby, let me ask you a question. Um, I know it's an upset, but what is this considered like a major upset or like how would you what would you compare it to? Yeah, your, your boy Chris Mannix. I know, I know how much you love Chris Mannix. He uh, he went on pretty much an emergency pod right after the fight and called it the upset of the year. Um, I would you know, it was a big upset. We're not going to talk like, you know, Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson, like 50 to one, you know, but mm -hmm. this one was. Uh, it was about five to one odds. Um, you know, he was a Bebo was a five to one underdog. So it, it was a pretty big upset. Definitely the biggest upset in a while. I, I can't really think right now at the top of my head if there's been one bigger in the last uh, couple years. But that that one was definitely um, it was a big one. But like I was texting you guys before, like I even posted on the pod, I truly felt this guy was going to give him give Canelo some problems. Canelo hasn't really fought at that weight class. He fought one other time, and he fought a, a, a fighter in Kovalev who was way past his prime, and he was in his, you know, late 30s, and he, Canelo pretty much barely won that fight. He had to knock him out in the 11th, but it was close on the scorecard. So I just thought with all that and, and watching people fight and um, the, the volume of punches he throws and, you know, how big he is, and he's 19-0 undefeated, and he's the champion. Mm -hmm. To me, I just thought that I thought it was gonna be close, and I thought Canelo would still find a way because he's found a way for the past eight years against some of the best fighters in the world that he would be able to at least get the decision. But he he he, Bebo uh, gave Canelo a lot more problems, and I thought I think a lot of people thought he would. So. I've heard a lot of people saying that that Bebo could, you know, he, this could be the guy that you know finally takes him out. I mean, you know, not take him out, but you know, could yeah. Find Beat him. I mean, Kellerman was saying that too. So yeah. it, it it was a big upset as far as like if you were betting and stuff like that. But as far as what people are saying, it wasn't as big of an upset as you know what some people may have thought. Yeah, yeah. For the for the real real fans that keep a real close eye on it, um, I mean, you're surprised, but yeah, it's not it's not as big of an upset as say like a fifty to one or a dog like Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. You know, so. I wish I could. I wish I could get my neighbor to come on for fights to, you know, go go with you on fights. He's a big boxing guy. Yeah, let's let's get him on. Maybe one time we'll we'll uh, we'll do a special pod on like a Friday or Saturday before the fight or something, and uh, we'll chop it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk to him see if if there's anything he can do. 
last boxing match, he, he had similar takes to what you had. So I was like, you know, I was like, damn, man, these two should, <laughs> they yeah, should we, try to talk about boxing. <laughs> we can definitely chop it up. Uh, sure. All right, cool. All right, let's, uh, let's move into some Laker talk. So um, this past uh, week, the Lakers began uh, interviewing some coaches. And um, it's been noted that we're taking an intentionally slow approach to the hiring process. Um, what is your guys' thoughts on so far? You know, we've interviewed Terry Stotts and Mark Jackson, and then there is a list of some other assistants, Dar- Darvin Ham and Adrian Griffin of the Toronto Raptors. And there's a laundry list of names still. Uh, but what's your guys' thoughts on so they've been, who they've interviewed so far and the way they're going about this process? Well, I think, I think the rumor was that, you know, we we're taking our time because we want to see if Quinn Snyder and uh, your boy, Anthony, Doc Rivers is going to end up on the uh, open, open market this offseason. Oh, yes. It's not, a, it's not a surprise. Yes. The <laughs> Lakers aren't going to hire anybody until they know the big name guys are off the board. Yeah. And then, like you said, we interviewed Terry Stotts and Mark Jackson, you know, another two guys that I, I know you would love to have, Anthony. But uh, did we officially interview Darvin Ham, though? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, he's a little busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, half the guys on the list are still employed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Billy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got something today that said, uh, Jeannie Buss has said that uh, she's getting input from Phil and Magic Johnson on the team's future. Um, you know, she, everybody knows she came out today and said she's not happy about that outcome. You know, paying a luxury tax, not even making the playoffs is a big problem. Um, you know, interview Mark Jackson, cool. You know, a lot of people have, and nothing's panned out. So I don't, I don't even know if he's really interested in the coaching job because I'm sure he could have had one the last like three, four years because his name is always in there. Um, I, I do like thoughts, but, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's going to be a long process. I, it's hard to really say anything about it right now. It's, I just hope they do their due diligence and make, hopefully make the right decision. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think I sent you guys uh, the, the latest odds and Terry Stotts is, on the top of that list as of today he has the best odds to be the lakers head coach and there is um i had we talked i talked to this talked to you guys about this last night there is a growing sentiment that stotts could be a good fit for the team because of his strength as an offensive minded coach and his ability to you know get a lot out of a little which is what he did in portland those right. teams were not overly talented, and I think they made the playoffs like what seven or eight straight years, including one conference final. So, on paper, it sounds like he'd be a good fit, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just Terry Stotts doesn't doesn't excite me. He doesn't move the needle. Yeah. I, I mean, well, you want you want the high names though. You want you know you want like you want your big three all the time. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I I don't think Nick Nurse is a big name, but he excites me. Doc Rivers is a big name. He don't excite me at all. Yeah, but the difference between Terry Stotts and Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse won a title like two years, three years ago. You know, I mean, that is kind of a big name. Everybody knows Nick Nurse. I mean, everyone knows Terry Stotts too, but I think okay. Frank, Frank Vogel won a title two years ago. Did you know that? I love what <laughs> I love what Stotts did in Portland. I mean, you're right. He did he did a lot with a little, and I don't care, you know, who you bring in. 
they need to let these coaches hire their assistants, hire their, you know, their tra- your trainers, all this other stuff. You can't let Clutch bring in all their crew and the, you know, everyone hire everybody separate. It has to be you hire the head and the head gets his guys that he wants and yeah. he feels fits best with what he does and his mentality and that's how it's going to work. But, you, you know. A lot of it, like you said, you know, like we've been saying, we've been beating the dead horse of the front office, but it's true. Yeah, but you think, for example, you think if if you've got LeBron, AD, and some other pieces, maybe even another semi-big-name guy, you think that Darvin Ham can is a guy that can that can really no. lead and motivate no. those guys? Nope, nope, no. They're not going to Right, right. You need, you need someone established, and you need someone that can put these guys in check. And not be, you know, let them run all over you. And you think Stotts can do that? No. Yeah. So I think, I, yeah, no. I think Stotts. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah. See, though, this is the problem when you have LeBron team is he, you feel like as a coach, you don't want to, how do you say, overstep, I would say, or something like that? On their toes or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but okay. Let's just pretend. Let's just pretend you swapped LeBron for KD. You think Terry Stotts could keep KD in check? No. Yeah. No, I, I do. I think KD would work with Terry Stotts. Yeah, he would. Because KD's a lot more. I feel like a little bit more passive. Yeah. Than, than LeBron is. You know. Right. LeBron wants wants everything his way. He's a. Little... LeBron is passive aggressive. No, LeBron is passive aggressive. I mean, a lot of these stars are are passive aggressive. I mean, they're all divas. But the point is, is you have to have somebody. It's not just cachet. You have to have LeBron, somebody that that, that right. can that can handle the workload, that can really manage the responsibility. And I just nobody on the page jumps out at me as like I know that Quinn Snyder will be fantastic because he'll be able to handle it. Le- LeBron's a great player. He's talented. All this stuff, right? But mentality. He needs to be. How do I say this? Kobe, help me out here feel like he's somewhat in charge, I guess you would say, something like that? You know what I'm trying to say here? No. Uh, <laughs> I, think what you're trying to, I think what you're trying to say is, like most stars, but LeBron, a, a little a little more of a cherry on top, you, he wants to make sure that his, his voice and his ego are both well taken thank, care of. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. Well, here's, here's another question, another hot topic you know, over the last couple of days. So – your boy, you know, Kendrick Perkins, he riled everybody up when he said that the Lakers should trade AD for Kyrie. And that's gotten a lot of buzz, especially on ESPN over the last uh, you know few days. But my, my question is, whether it happens or not, do you, or whether even you think it's a good deal or not, do you think LeBron would actually welcome playing alongside Kyrie again? Billy? I'll, I'll see why not. I mean, at least you know Kyrie – is going to play more than 50 games. Do you? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> okay, well, think about it. I mean, you know, that whole mandate stuff is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it comes back or not, we don't know. Yeah, but, but there was no mandate a couple years ago when the dude <laughs> took a whole year off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... I, that guy take more PTO days than me. You know what I think, though? Because I think... You know, when he didn't, when he opted not to take the vaccine, which, you know, that's his choice, whatever. I'm not going to go into all that. Mm. I think he realized how much he missed being on the court and how much it kind of affected, you know, 
the chemistry and all that stuff like that. So I, I don't think he would be doing stuff like that. I think it was kind of like an eye opener in, you know, and I think whether whatever team, if he stays in Brooklyn, if he comes, whatever happens, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a hundred percent on board, you know, next year and just be ready to go. Kobe. Okay. So, so, I'll answer the exact question uh, in a roundabout way. So I think at the time that Kyrie was asking to be traded from Cleveland and away from LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, he was just, he was just a pup for the most part at that time, you know, he had only, but hold on, hold on, watch. I'm going I'm to get to my point here. He had only been in the league for six years and was basically LeBron's sidekick in their, in their 2016 championship run. Right. Yep. And, he wanted to join a team and be more of the number one option. And I think for these past five seasons since leaving Cleveland in 2017, he's really gone through kind of like that gauntlet and realized that being the number one comes with a price, you know. Right. And and he learned a lot. He even admitted that he learned a lot, you know, mm-hmm. especially, especially in his time with Boston. So now you fast forward, do we think LeBron would welcome him back? I think he would. But it's crazy because now LeBron knows that Kyrie understands and they could probably be on the same page in that sense and, and both be leaders on the same team. But it's crazy because it will be, like you said, Anthony, it'd be possibly giving up AD, a guy who LeBron is close with, for Kyrie, a guy who he's not nearly as close with, maybe mm-hmm. not anymore. And I think, to be honest with you, I think the real question would be, would, the, would, would Laker Nation welcome Kyrie? Because like we just said, even before the pandemic, Kyrie was missing games and he takes a lot of personal days and, you know, he's doing his own thing. And I just don't think that Laker fans would be down with that. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Quick quick question to both of you. Do you actually trust Kyrie more than AD? <laughs> as far as what? It, <laughs> as far as availability. I mean, availability? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a toss-up. It literally is a toss-up. It's... I, I trust him to be more available than AD, and unless I see otherwise from AD. But you know, Oof, I I don't know. It's I don't it's I don't tough it's even happening. <clears throat> You're probably right, but yeah. I mean this this was all just for fun. To the fun question, yeah, LeBron would welcome him because you know Kyrie was young, and to think about it, if you if you look at those championship games, Kyrie hit a lot of those clutch shots that helped Cleveland win, right? Mm-hmm. So there, therefore, Kyrie had that mentality, like, oh, you know, I I hit these clutch. I always like the guy that got us, you know, in the clutch shots and all this stuff. So you know, young guy, and he had that, like Kobe said, he was he wanted to be the guy. He got his ego up and everything, but mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he he learned, and you know, I'm sure LeBron welcomed him back, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I doubt it would happen too. I just don't know if I trust him more than AD. But but you're right. We know they would fit together. Of course, Kyrie's style of play fits on any team in today's NBA because the the way games are played and offense and three point shooting and you know his ability to score, he's almost unstoppable. So we know he'd fit alongside LeBron, no problem. But I I can't I can't say that I trust him more than AD because of it's not just with AD it's injuries. With Kyrie, it's a whole list of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love AD because he can do everything. But mm-hmm. damn it, man, he his health has been a problem the last couple of years. It's like, yeah, dude, like you can be a guard, you can shoot threes, you can rebound, you can block, like, yeah, like damn, he has everything for his size, and it's just it sucks to see that kind of a talent, 
not being able to be on the floor as much as you. Yeah. Well, and I, I thought it was interesting that the year that, you know, won the title, you know, obviously in the bubble or whatever, that was the year that at the beginning of the year, uh, AD and LeBron challenged each other, you know, and, and LeBron challenged AD to play, to play through, you know, being hurt, play through injury. And he did, and he was hurt a lot that year, but he still played through everything. And now it's like, again, I feel like almost like, we win the title and he's back to his old ways, back to being. Yeah, I had I had that mentality too. I was like, okay, they got us the title. Now they're kind of just resting know. on their laurels. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I hate to think that way. I hope that's not the case. I, but damn it, man. It's just. But I think it's just human nature. You know, it's like. Uh, I don't unless know. Unless you got that, unless you got that Kobe Mamba mentality and you're like, one is not enough, two is not enough, three is not enough. Like, you know. I, mean, I, I don't want to think that. I, I hope that's not the case. It would be sad if it was. But, but remember, Kobe won her, He won his like third year in the league, second or third year in the league, whereas AD didn't win until, what, eight, nine years already in the league? And it might feel like, you know. Yeah, but do you really, do you really, like, you get that feeling, right? And don't you want to, don't you want that feeling again and again? I, you know I, I mean? It's harder for a player mentally to do that when they've been in the league eight nine years yeah no that that, that that's a, that's a good point that that you're making kobe but i think too it's i don't know if i would say like you know they don't have the mentality but you're right it's like once they get that monkey off their back that pressure is lifted and that might change it's not that they don't necessarily want to try hard and win again but you're right when that when that weight is lifted now you're you're naturally you're you're playing differently it's just it's just natural yeah. So you I, think they I, played better and, and their mentality was different because they had the pressure? Like, yeah, well it's 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 like it's like if you play desperate, right? You play differently when you play desperate. Yeah, but sometimes you play desperate, it's not always a good thing. Oh, I agree. It doesn't always work, but I'm, my point is is you play differently. And I think what Kobe's saying is you play differently when you have that monkey on your back and you're trying to still prove something. And then once you do that that weight is lifted whether you want to lift it or not it's gone uh, i i hear you there i hear you there <clears throat> but i do agree with you billy I, I don't i don't want to believe that's the case either i think that it, it's it's really just more of a, of a health thing and hopefully i don't know if we can knock on wood seven thousand times that it will maybe be better next year but i mean he needs to go on the chris paul diet <laughs> stop eating meat I mean, the only the only thing that's gone wrong with Chris Paul is like he gets in on the thumb or something and it messes him up. But other than that, he hasn't had any hammies or nothing. He's good. Yeah. Well, you I mean, know, he's he's also not a big man, so that factors into it also. Too. Just just to randomly throw this out there, since you since you just said that, Billy, uh, going back to the Canelo thing, this was the this was the first fight that Canelo ever fought um, where he trained and uh, only ate. He only, he went vegan for this fight. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, I almost kind of wonder if that will play into anything. And Canelo is the kind of guy where he's like, no, if I lose, I'm going to say I lost. And that, that fighter was the better fighter. I will never blame it on my preparation or my training, but it'll be interesting to see in the yeah. region, which is back uh, to that carne asada diet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, my, my neighbor is vegan too. So I wonder what his take would be on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep it moving into some, Playoff talk, a little update here as we roll through the second round. A lot of these series are, you know, tight coming into today, 2-2, except for the, you know, Warriors-Memphis series. 
what um what have your guys' thoughts been so far on these these second round matchups um much much better play obviously in the second round it's it's been fun games and series are closer and much more competitive obviously uh you know suck to see him beat out in the first two games and obviously we know now that you know they just lost again tonight uh mm-hmm. which sucks but i think those first two games him being out obviously you know hurt them and james harden didn't play uh, nearly as good as he needed to to kind of help them out but um and then you know i jinx jinx the bucks last night with my premature Giannis domination post on the uh on the ig by stat muse and uh so boston evened up that series 2-2 way to go yeah you know no one does it like me but uh memphis uh <laughs> memphis and golden state series been uh closer i think than golden state's 3-1 lead would imply i know anthony wants to say that uh you know, without Jai yesterday, that obviously wasn't going to be a tight series. But I don't know that that's open to debate because if you remember earlier in the season, Gr- Gr- the Grizzlies won twenty of their twenty-five games without Jai. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see this ser- series with everybody healthy, man. It's unfortunate that you know Jai got hurt with the knee, and you know another thing that kind of I hope you know this isn't an ongoing thing with him because he's very athletic guard, kind of like a young pros. Well, and I told you guys that. I told you guys that during the season. I'm like, I don't know. Is just a lot of injuries for a young career, and that scares me. Six three, uh, super explosive. Um, you know, so that too. Yeah, that's well. Well, I mean, it's 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 true. There, there's there's a lot of competitive teams right now, just because you know we talked about this the other day. There there aren't any real dominant teams in these playoffs right now, especially just in the NBA in general, there's no juggernaut, you know, super teams that you like to say that are just so much better than everybody else. That's why this series is so competitive. This makes it fun, right? I, I believe I've told you guys this before. I believe that sports are at their best when you have truly dominant teams that, that grab your attention because you either love them or you hate them, but you're compelled to watch every single series or when they play because you either love them or you're rooting for them to lose so you want to see a a, all you want to see these good dominant teams right but i'm not saying saying when you have when you have a couple dominant teams i think that's i think it makes it more compelling but if your team is not one of them (laughs) you're not happy and you hate it oh well yeah i'm not it doesn't work for everybody but i'm I'm just saying sports in general i just i just believe that sports in general are better when you have like you know those true hero and villain teams that people are compelled to either root for or root against so are you looking for rivals rivalries or are you just looking for a team just to blow everybody out no, I'm saying like those warrior teams with Durant, whether you liked him or not, everybody everybody was watching them play because you were either in favor of it or against it. So you were you were glued to it. The same thing with like those LeBron Miami Heat teams, right? You either were like, Yeah, I'm down with it, or I hope they lose because I, I hate I hate what they're doing. I hate how good they are. I hate how they're dominating everybody. That's what I'm saying. You're compelled either way. When you're watching Dallas and Phoenix, yeah, it's a nice competitive series, but you're not like Man, I gotta watch this because it is so compelling. Kobe, get him! I know you're ready for this. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm watching because I got Luca cards on deck. I got Don oh, Brand. you see, you don't oh, count. I, really I can't even believe you're still watching it. the playoffs. The <laughs> Pelicans are out. I can't yeah. believe you're still watching. I put all my Pelican cards away until next year. See, I, I still got, I still got a bunch laid out though. That you know, that's 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 where it's exciting for me. And who cares? Damn about it! This? You just ruined your argument with the cards. <laughs> 
Kobe, Kobe, man. Who cares about Kobe, this Kobe in the clutch. Dominant team crap. Jesus. Oh, you text us saying, be ready, be ready. I'm voting. <laughs> I'm put it all up. I'm going for for every team right now. I got a little bit of somebody on every team. I know. We know it's always about it's always about your dollar. We know. <laughs> always about your dollar. Let me let me ask you guys a question, Mr. Dollar Bill over there. I like so since you got all your your you know your magic cards. Who who's the best player left in the playoffs? Not counting, forget like Steph and and Giannis. Who do you think right now is the the next best guy left? Um. Well, up until about three hours ago, I was probably going to say Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean Embiid, Luca. I mean, you can even make a, a case for Chris Paul. Chris Paul has been unbelievable, man. As much as uh, I've been. Uh, Hating on the Suns, I wanted uh, you know obviously my Pelicans to win that first first series, but the things that he did, that perfect fourteen for fourteen game, like those, every time I was texting you guys, like, look, Chris Paul's going to take over this damn fourth quarter, it's going to be a wrap, and it was much every time, you know. He's been on and off, dude. He 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 has been. He has been because else and he did points last game. Yeah, I know. well that was weird though because but but Kobe's right. Prior no, to that but... game on Sunday, he was shooting seventy per seventy three percent in the mid range for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, but he's had – it's like every other game he's really good and every other game he's not good at all. That's what – Yeah, I think he had the four-point game in, in, against New Orleans and then he had one mm-hmm. point game the other night. So, yeah, I, I guess yeah. I, I, I understand that part. But for the most part, his consistency is there, I think, you know. And yeah. uh, at his age and he's not injured yet, you know, and we don't ever want to see injuries. So knock on wood, but I mean, to, to be 30, what is he? 36 about to be 37. Like that's crazy. Yep. Uh, so no, no, no Luca on that list. No, you don't think no, Luca's no, on there. Yeah. And B Luca and Chris Paul, are probably the, the top three, I would say. Jimmy, Dr. Say? Jimmy Butler had a big game today. He's kind of been up and down too, though. Eh, what do you think, Billy? Um, Luca's obviously, you know, and he's, he got man, he got hit in the face again today. He was he was down for a little bit, but he came back in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that face injury is kind of hindering him a little bit because, you know, I I'm sure it's in his head to like go inside and stuff like that, and you know he's gonna get hit. That's just the nature of like being a big man inside. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still gonna say Embiid, and uh, I'm gonna go Booker. And, uh, yeah, what Jimmy's doing in these playoffs is great. So, yeah, those are my guys. Interesting that none of you guys mentioned the the, the two the top two guys that I have is I, I, I want to say Ja, but he's hurt. You know, he didn't play the last game. He's not going to the this series. Well, the rest of the playoffs, really. Um, so he's he's out. So that kind of, you know, crosses him off yeah, the I, list I would, a bit yeah, for I, me. And I had Luca, but – I think Tatum right now might be the best player left in these playoffs right now, playing the best right now Damn after after Giannis, <laughs> after Giannis and Steph. Hmm. I mean, I hope they – I'm crossing my fingers that, you know, those – you know what's lose. But he – I mean, he took over that game yesterday. Believe me, I don't like to say anything good about the Celtics, but he right now is, has really – in these playoffs, I think gone to another level. You think so? Didn't he have like his, a game the other day? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had that one bad game, but yeah. then he, then he bounced back in a big way yesterday. Yeah, 
Yeah, after I jinxed it, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, after you jinxed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you said something about Al Horford too. So watch, he's going to go. He's going to go back to old Al Horford tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, <laughs> I'm just joking about the jinxes. Those came, those came from those came from Stat Muse. So Stat Muse. <laughs> oh, and blame it. I blame it on a website. <laughs> you're posting. <laughs> oh, <no>. uh, <laughs> it's the website's fault. Yep. Uh, no blame. I don't. I don't. I don't nobody on my case. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's let's finish up this uh, this episode with uh, our final review, if you will, of winning time. So the final episode, episode 10 of season one aired uh, over the weekend. Uh, What is your guys thoughts on the final episode and just overall the first uh, season? Billy, go ahead. No, you go first. No, throw it back to me after all those weeks of complaining, huh? Wow. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll go first. Uh, it, it was good. I, I actually was having some technical difficulties, so I just finished watching it uh, before the pod tonight, actually. Um, it was really good. Uh, but it was what I expected the last episode to be because, to me, um, I really just enjoyed the whole series. I, I, I loved it. Um, it had, you know, all the elements that you want uh, in a series or in a movie or whatever, uh, drama, comedy, action, uh, great acting, um, you know, um, great character building. It, it was good. Um, but my favorite part, I just gotta say my favorite part from episode 10 was when, uh, when Dr. Bus, you know, he's, he's there for, for game six, last game, uh, you know, but for them to win the championship and red hour back and, and Celtics coach come down and they're, you know, they're collecting their coach of the year and their executive of the year award. And yeah, Dr. Bus looks really, oh. like, really happy for them, like genuinely happy. And then goes, look at that. You guys won all the awards that don't, yeah that was awesome i was cracking up because i I, like he just always looks so happy you know john c Riley playing playing dr bus always looks so happy and (laughs) comes with the most sarcastic quote it's hilarious i know (laughs) but uh but yeah i thought it was a great episode and uh just a great overall series loved it and shout out to uh rodney barnes one of the uh producers and writers on the show follows us on the ig now so gotta shout him out yeah we appreciate that very much yeah but what do you think billy I liked it, man. I mean, Jerry West reminds me of when I'm watching the damn Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs> watch Hayson. Oh, wait, I better not watch right now. Oh, wait, I got to go back and watch. Oh, I got to go do this, like, superstitious type stuff. And, yeah, that was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I loved it, man. I mean, we all knew what was going to happen at the end. You know, they win the chip. And, um, yeah, I mean, overall great series. That, you know, exaggerated some things. And, you know, I, I don't know uh, – the whole Spencer thing, you know, with cream and everything, that was, uh, that was kind of a sad, a sad moment. And, uh, I don't know what, what'd you guys think about the whole, uh, when magic accepted the MVP and stuff like that? Um, sorry, go ahead. Go. No, I was going to say, I was going to have you take over that because, you know, I, I didn't go back and do any homework cause I, I had watched it right before the pod. So I didn't get to do my uh, fact versus fiction. Like you like to do on some of these episodes. So yeah, you want take it over. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate. I don't know if it exactly went down that way as far as <laughs> kind of got the, you know, with the way they portrayed it is he kind of got like talked into it type of thing. Yeah, I don't know if he it didn't exactly really it, yeah you know? yeah I don't know if it exactly went down that way, but I mean it plays to the level of what they've done the whole season, right? About the way they're the way they're really you know putting 
the the drama in these characters and the actual you know choices they make right right yeah but i, I was like damn man he's i wonder what's gonna happen then he shows him taking it and then kareem you know when they get home kareem's like it's okay you know whatever <laughs> but uh you could tell kareem was still kind of a little bit buttered about it but you know obviously we all know in effect a lot but yeah i was uh I was surprised that I, I didn't, I didn't know that part of it. Well, I think that one of the things and we talked about this the last couple of weeks, I think one of the things that makes the show so compelling is because there is such a dramatic effect to just the, the style, but like Kobe said, the character building, the way that they're portraying everybody. I mean, that's what makes it entertaining. And I think that's why people like it. And we talked about how it doesn't bother us per se that, some things might be, you know, a, a little, a little stretch on the, on the truth scale, mm-hmm. but that's what makes it fun. Like, like Jerry West is probably not that bad, but <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if anyone upset it, she Spencer Haywood. <laughs> right. And, 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 and Spence, Spencer Haywood um, has, kind of embraced uh, uh from what i'm seeing on on ig you know i follow spencer haywood and i see his interactions on the show and stuff um uh, you know and he he's been embracing it and and been oh. like, from what i can see which is crazy because it's the exact opposite from from jerry west you know yeah you know any of the aftermath you know when they talk about rick when rick fox is talking and all that i see it come up i just I yeah, just... it's, it's cool it's yeah, i mean it's cool. not it's not anything earth shattering but it's, it's cool i've watched a few of them I mean, do you miss anything? Or... No, no, they just get, get a little bit of insight from, yeah. from the characters, uh, you know, and what it was like to play them. And they play like a little fun game. I think it's called Beat the Clock, where they, you know, they ask them a question and they try to get all the correct answers in like 24 seconds. So it's, yeah. it's cool. I did see a video online where Rick Fox is kind of showing the um, the actor who plays Magic, kind of how mm-hmm. Magic old yeah. and stuff like that, you know, kind of helping yeah. him out there. That's cool. But I I agree with you guys. I think all in all, the series, it was really entertaining for a first season. I think it was kind of what we expected and a little bit more as far as the, 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 the dramatized everything. But I think that made it more interesting. I think it made it more fun to watch. Like I said, Jerry West, I mean, he's, he's a rock star in in this. I mean, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. and Dr. Bus. I enjoyed both the characters. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. You, well, say, we, you, know, you know, I had my doubts about John C. Riley. We talked about it. I didn't know if he could pull it off, but he's been fantastic. Yeah. You know, I noticed how you said first season. So is there, you know, talks of second, third, whatever? There well, is. They, they're going to do a second for sure. They've, they've committed to okay. doing at least a second. Okay. Okay. Nice. That'd be awesome. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how. How the second college. season is compared to the first season. I wonder. Season ends. I want to see what happens with you know the coaches and stuff like that. I want to see how that all develops. Yeah, I wonder. wonder sorry, Kobe. I wonder if when they do the second season, season will be one NBA season, or do you think it's just it just worked out to do season one like that because that was the perfect ending? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I almost kind of feel like if they're only going to do two seasons, that maybe they they kind of uh, mix it up and make it over the course of a couple seasons. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because we didn't we didn't 
year. So, you know, you can't, can't yeah. end it all with a, with a parade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny you bring that up um, because, you know, and then Billy, we were just talking about this a second ago about the little pieces with Rick. And <laughs> so on, at the end of this episode, they interviewed John C. Riley, um, and, and, uh, Rick Fox was, you know, asking him, um, he was asking him about like his, fa- his favorite, like, did he have a favorite scene in the, uh, in the, sh- in the series? And, uh, he said that any, anything that he did with Sally Field, which was, you know, the actress that played his mom obviously was, was awesome. He loved to do, but what an interesting thing that he said was that he never read the whole, like the script for the whole series in the beginning. He only read each one before they started filming it. So when his mom, you know, is there dying basically with, with him at the pool and he tells, he tells her, he goes, no, you need to make it with, you need to see, you need to see us win this championship that John C. Riley said he got really into it. He got really involved because he didn't actually know if she was going to make it to the, to the end of the series, like to actually see them win the championship. So mm, he, he was interesting approach. Yeah, he was just reading each script as they were getting ready to film it. So he felt more uh, emotionally invested in, in that role and in that character. So that 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 was interesting. And kind of we're in this same boat now. We don't know like what season two is going to bring, how they're going to approach it. You know, um, so I, that, it just reminded me that he had said that uh, at the end there. So do you think no, a couple of basketball seasons within a show season? That was. Like they go like, you know, from, you know, what was it, 80? So now you go to like maybe from 80 to 85. And you go from 85 to like maybe 88 in, in more seasons and call it a day. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you can jam into 10 episodes. Like maybe, maybe you could stretch like into a season and a half, right? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, but it would be hard, I think, to do like two or three oh, they quote go unquote, to NBA seasons in a 10 episode. Yeah, you go to, you, they, won, they won in 80, they don't want to get until 82, right? So, I mean, do you just kind of combine? Yeah. You might be able to. That's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see how they approach it because you, you might be able to, to stretch it. Uh, I don't I don't think it's as difficult as that. You're thinking anthony because think about it like 10 10 part series is technically a 10 hour show if you watch it all the way through from beginning to end it's 10 hours i mean they make movies yeah. that are two and a half three hours that tell a whole person's life story over the yeah. course of their entire life so no but you but my, my point is that you'd have to be less detailed right like every right, episode right. had a lot of detail in it so yeah. you have to well, really well, trim we, that back what we have to do to you prior to each pod we say look we can't talk about 400 million things or else it's going to be three hours long we want to keep these 35 <laughs> Right, we're only at forty-seven minutes. You're killing us. Depends, it all we're depends on how entertaining it is. <laughs> we're already at forty-seven minutes. It's like the longest episode we've done in a while. Come on, man, wrap it up, B. Yeah, I think that's about it, fellas. <laughs> all way. right, well, fine. Since Kobe pulled the plug on the ship, we might as well might as well call it a night. <laughs> oh man. Well, in all seriousness, that that does wrap up another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. And I did want to throw out there, not that it's a big deal, but kind of this is our 50th episode. So I just wanted to say, uh, you know, congrats. Thanks, gentlemen, for, you know, towing towing the the road with me and us. And we made it to 50, surprisingly uh, enough. And shout shout out to Spotify and uh, Apple for not canceling us. (laughs) (laughs) all the listeners for listening to us yes 
we do we do appreciate it and we'll be back next week for 51 <laughs> all right peace out yo later later Thank you.